Welcome to my homestead, y'all. I'm your host, Jenny Veliki, also known as the Funky Farm Girl. I'm working to create a home with a little farm, a little faith, a lot of food, and a bit of funky. I'm learning all about growing and preserving our food supply, raising chickens and children, and becoming more self-sufficient while leaning hard on Jesus. And I want to take you along for the ride. So grab yourself a cup of something wonderful, and let's visit a while. y'all this is episode 18 of the funky farm girl you're listening to jenny veliki episode 18 is stock up every bit counts challenge this week we're going to talk about how to stock up and prepare for the fall and winter season that's coming upon us faster than we would like it to but before we do that let's talk about what i'm learning this week first thing i'm learning this week is that I need to get ready some nesting boxes for my original set of chicks, my golden um, girls, and my black copper moran. Um, Not as concerned about the black copper moran just yet, but my golden girls are hitting that ripe old age of 16 and a half weeks. And so here in the next two to three weeks, we should be beginning to get eggs from them so I need to learn how to make nesting boxes that will attract them to lay and will keep the eggs from cracking and also keep them from leaving it messy in there so I've learned a little bit about that this week and we added a flock of six white leghorns um, that are about a year old to our farm over the weekend and they are already laying and so we're beginning to figure out what our egg routine is figuring out when these chickens lay when the best time is to go get the eggs um, what we're going to do with them once we have them inside teaching my girls how to wipe them down and make sure they're clean and putting them in the refrigerator Um, we are choosing to refrigerate our eggs rather than keep them on the counter mainly because our counter is a very very busy work area and tends to be chaotic at all times and I don't trust a stack of raw eggs there more than anything Um, so we are figuring that out as well okay so let's jump into episode 18 stock up every bit counts challenge um I want to talk about stocking up but before I do I want to make sure that I make a distinction that I'm talking about stocking up not prepping there's a difference between being prepared and being wise with our resources there's there's a difference between that and hoarding out of fear when you're stocking you have a have future no needs and when you're prepping you're really thinking about an impending unknown disaster you're stocking from an attitude of stewardship and not prepping from an attitude of fear or doom 
So I really want to make that distinction at the beginning of this episode that when I talk about stocking up for fall and winter, I'm talking about being prepared and being wise with our resources to meet future known needs out of an attitude of stewardship, being good stewards of the things that we've been blessed with and using them to our best benefit and advantage. So why would we want to stock up? Specifically, why are we stocking up right now for the fall and winter when they're not here yet? First of all, we want to wisely use our resources. Like we've said, um, summer is a time of abundance. It's a time of abundant harvest, abundant produce, abundant flowers, abundant herbs, abundant everything right now. Um, We tend to be a little more... Um, free with our time in the summer Um, there's just so many things in the summer that are in more abundance that it makes sense to set aside some of that abundance to help us through the lean times of winter Um, also it's easier to do it now than to do it later in the winter um, the weather's bad a lot of the times Um, I don't know about you, but when I'm at home in my warm, cozy house and it's cold outside, the last thing I want to do is drag out my, my winter clothes and my coat and put on my boots and do the same for my kids and then go out in the cold or the wind or the rain or the snow or the ice and grocery shop or have to go pick up something at the store that we have run out of that I have to have. Um, then we're also just looking at the fact that there's a possibility of more shutdowns um, in the fall and winter as we go back into flu season and cold season and um, just common illnesses in general going up. Um, there's, a, there's a really good chance that COVID may also rise um, in infections um, over the winter and the in the fall and so there's a possibility that we may go into another shutdown or further restrictions than we have now and if we prepare for that ahead of time and we're aware of the fact that that may come then we can go ahead and begin to prepare for that now and it will be easier to deal with Um, on top of that there's the possibility of shortages we've already seen shortages with toilet paper we've seen shortages with meat Um, there's just various things that as you go into the store it says manufacturers are not shipping this product right now Um, so when you do find things to be able to stock a couple more than you normally might buy not clearing the entire shelf out of fear but taking a couple extra from what you normally need so that it will last you whatever the amount is that you would need to last you through maybe the end of the year or into February. Um, On top of that, we wanna be prepared for surprises. The first shutdown with COVID-19 was a shock to a lot of people and many, many people were not prepared And so they immediately rushed to the store and hurried and bought as much as they could, as quickly as they could. And that's where the empty store shelves and the shortages started from. So if we begin 
by having things stocked and put away in preparation for a season of that possibly happening again, then we won't be part of that mad rush to the store. Um, But there's also surprises like job loss. A lot of us maybe were affected financially by COVID um, or maybe even outside of this season that we're in. Um, There could be sudden layoffs at your job. Um, There could be all kinds of things that would cause your job to go away very quickly. I think that's something that we've learned here in the past couple weeks. And um, just being prepared by having things stocked at home so that if you had a job loss or even just a surgery or something that caused you to be out of work for a couple of weeks that you had the things at home stocked to tide you over until you were able to earn a paycheck again. And then sometimes just the weather um, makes it to where it would be so much nicer if we had things stocked up. Um, If you have an ice storm or a snowstorm or a hurricane, um, if you're without power for a while or um, any number of situations, flooding, where you really need to stay home and you're not able to get out, being stocked up and prepared for that in advance really really helps and again a lot of those things are what happens in the fall and winter months so now that we know why we would want to stock up um, I want you to do a little research Um, when I was doing this blog as swim upstream we would stop and think about what we were doing and why we were doing it and research um, what other options there might be, and then take small, simple steps. So even as a homesteading podcast, I still really approach a lot of the things that I do with that mindset. So you'll see that come through as I talk about different homesteading topics. So for this one, um, how are we going to research stocking up? Well, first of all, you need to know what do you typically buy. Um, I suggest that you make a list by category. Go around your house and look in your bathroom cabinets and write down all the things that everybody in your house uses for toiletries. Go into your laundry room and write down all the things that you use for laundry and in your cleaning cabinet and all the cleaning supplies that you have. Go through and look in your pantry and take an inventory of your spices and your dry goods and look at your menu plan for the month and see what what kind of food do we typically eat and what do we keep in stock um and once you know those things then you can divide it out into um categories like meat dairy frozen spices um you could divide it out into toiletries cleaning household goods don't forget things like batteries trash bags Things that don't typically fit in a typical grocery schedule that you don't you don't notice that you're out of until they're gone. Um, also, medicines and first aid supplies, having bandages and um, medicines on hand, um, so that if you hurt yourself when you're out gardening or working on a fence or something like that, you have the stuff you need to fix yourself back up Um, and then also think about your animals in your garden are there things that you typically buy or typically need for the animals that you have I know that we need two different kinds of chicken feed because we have layers and we have ones that are still on grow out and finisher feed Um, I know that we need oyster shells for our layers 
um yeah i know that we need cat food and cat litter for our for our farm cats um these kinds of things you need to think through what do you typically buy and write down every single thing that you can think of and then what i like to do is at the beginning of the month when i do my monthly shopping i will print out the list and circle the things that i'm low on and then maybe pick a category and say okay this month i'm going to work on stocking up my household things so i'm going to buy extra trash bags i'm going to buy an extra stock of batteries i'm going to buy whatever else paper towels or whatever that you might need um so thinking through things that way as far as not worrying about trying to stock up on everything all at once but if you begin to slowly build a stock that you keep on hand throughout the year but particularly thinking ahead to the the next few months down the road to fall and winter what will you need for that season so once you know what you buy then you need to research where to buy it um you can just as you're doing your usual grocery shopping as you're doing your usual household shopping buy some extra like i said when you see something maybe you buy it because it's on sale maybe you buy it because it's in stock and it's been out for a while maybe um when you run out of peanut butter instead of just buying the one jar to replace you go ahead and buy two um those kinds of things also you can buy bulk online uh, there are lots of different um, options for this. My favorite one is Essential Organics, and I will leave a link to them in the show notes. I love to get my spices, my my loose dry tea from them, um, and herbs, spices, those kinds of things, um, sea salt, nutritional yeast, all that kind of thing um, are really good prices nuts um flour they have tons and tons of things they have honey and coconut oil and all kinds of things um to stock your pantry for baking or for um dry goods and things like that they even have a really good selection of gluten-free pastas and things like that that are made from grains so um check into online bulk shopping and speaking of bulk also check out the warehouse clubs are you a member of sam's or costco or bj's when you're buying a bulk package how long will that last you um are there other things that you haven't thought to buy in bulk that maybe you could begin to buy when you go on shopping trips to these warehouse clubs Again, refer to your list and see, is there anything on here? Instead of buying this small spice at the grocery store, is there a larger container of it at Sam's or BJ's or Costco that I could buy? And actually, you'll probably save some money by doing it that way. Maybe not up front, but in the long run, you're going to pay less per ounce for that by buying it in bulk. And two, it's going to last you a lot longer um, and you'll be stocked up. Um, some small steps you can take with meat you can look for um, meat that's been marked down because um, it needs to be sold by a certain date take that home and immediately put it in your freezer and it's good to go you can also um, 
figure out what the best price point is on meat per pound for the various types of meat in your area and then when you see it on sale at or below your price point go ahead and stock up on that kind and go ahead and sock it away in your freezer um with vegetables you can again look for marked down second produce um seconds produce is produce that has maybe a bruise or maybe it's a little bit wrinkly or maybe it's it's not perfect um again i save a lot of money by using misfits market um i order from them online and their produce is always delicious and sometimes perfect is is the way they describe it but it's really things that are either the wrong color or they're maybe a little too big or too small or too wrinkly or um, this week my daughter Gracie brought home from her job at the farm a bag of jalapenos that were the biggest beautifulest jalapenos I've ever seen but they had a lot of striations on them and so they weren't able to to sell those because customers want bright shiny green peppers um, and actually those striations make those peppers even better than the ones that are pretty so be willing to eat ugly produce um, another thing you can do is do a bulk order from from local farms check around and see what's available for you there are several farms in my area that are selling can, canning tomatoes by um, the case and those cases are about 25 pounds of tomatoes um, the best price in my area is $12 for 25 pounds of tomatoes um, you can also buy corn and cucumbers and bell peppers that way as well in my area so check around and see if there are any local farms that sell in bulk and also hopefully if you've been growing a garden you have a surplus of stuff um, we've had tons and tons and tons of cucumbers so i've been making tons and tons and tons of pickles from those but any of these ways that you can stock up on vegetables you can then take those vegetables and you can can them either by water bath or pressure canning you can um, blanch them and freeze them some of them you can freeze right away some of them need to be blanched first um, some of them you need to freeze on a tray and then put into a bag so that it's not one big frozen clump and you're able to just pull out what you need from it um, and then you can also dry some vegetables in a dehydrator and use them that way um, then they're able to be shelf stable and they last a long long time and you can rehydrate them for soups and casseroles and things like that uh, another small step you can take is to take the herbs and flowers that you're growing, pick them, and you can dry them um, to use in teas, or um, you can dry herbs to use in your cooking instead of having to buy those herbs. Um, and you can also take those certain herbs and freeze them in olive oil in ice cube trays and then take those out and um, throw it in your pan and um, use that in your cooking I've done that with chopped um, fresh rosemary I recently did it this week where I had a lot of oregano and basil 
and I added some minced garlic from the refrigerator jar and some olive oil and I worded up in the blender and made this really yummy smelling green paste that um, I poured into ice cube trays and froze it and then when it was solid and firm I took it out and put them in Ziploc bag um, and so I can take that and throw that into my canned tomato sauce or I can throw that into um, a pot of pasta or um, over some chicken that I'm cooking and just really infuse a lot of flavor at once with those little cubes. Um, more small steps you can take. For toiletries and cleaning and household, I really recommend the warehouse clubs first of all because um, they're going to have things available for commercial cleaners as well as for households so you're going to be able to get larger sizes and you're going to be able to get stronger products because they're dealing with commercial companies as well and then the other thing I recommend is Dollar Tree Dollar Tree has some really great stuff when it comes to toiletries and cleaning and household things um, just a few of the things my daughters my younger daughters have really fine hair and so they use vo5 shampoo and conditioner we buy most of our body wash at dollar tree um, we also buy um, the awesome cleaner from dollar tree is really awesome it truly really is awesome um, we've also used the um, fabuloso cleaner it's very good you can get small bottles of dawn dish detergent there you can get um, a really good off-brand of OxyClean in a small tub, um, which I don't use it in my laundry, but I do use it occasionally in different things for soaking stuff, and so that size works a lot better for me. Um, so check out the cleaning and household and toiletry stuff at Dollar Tree to save you a lot. Um, more things that you can get at Dollar Tree medicines and first aid stuff um, I went this week and I stocked up on band-aids I got a new tube of neosporin a new tube of muscle rub ointment a new tube of anti-itch cream um, I bought a box of Benadryl and I bought three or four boxes of the Mucinex muc mucus relief all of these were Dollar Tree brands, but really they work just as effectively as the name brands and save you a ton of money off of what you would pay for the name brands in a store even like Walmart. Another thing we do to help stock up with meds and first aids is Puritan's Pride website for our supplements. Um, Puritan's Pride will often run a buy one get one free or a buy two get three free um, on their supplements and they are very very comparable um, to other places they have a low um, minimum shipping amount um, to get free shipping um, and they are really good quality supplements highly recommend them I will put a link in the show notes to them as well. But for supplements, that we can't beat that deal. 
um, anywhere else that we've been able to find and get really good quality supplements. Another thing I would recommend, particularly if you have younger kids, is a sick bucket. Um, I did this when my kids were younger. They're older and we don't tend to have as many illnesses now in the winter months. Um, So I do stock up on some cough and cold things here and there. But the sick bucket was a lifesaver when my kids were little. I basically took either an actual bucket or a dish tub and I would stock it with all the things that we would need if someone were to get sick especially if we were to have a stomach bug and so this may have any medicines in it that we might need it would have electrolytes or pedialyte in there maybe a jug of Gatorade um, jello and saltine crackers to have something really bland to eat Um, it would have whatever else would make your kids feel comfortable when they have the stomach bug Maybe you keep a little bottle of ginger ale in there. Um, Anything that helps them to feel better while they're sick. Um, And you could do that specifically for stomach bug. You could do one for the flu where maybe you have chicken soup and crackers and broth and those types of things in there. Um, Tylenol, flu medicine, all the different things that you would need for that. And then when someone's sick, instead of having to run to the store with a child that really doesn't feel good and really shouldn't even be out, you've got everything you need right there. Um, And you don't have to worry about the stress of trying to take that child out with you while trying to get what they need to make them better. Um, And again, you're not having to take them out in bad weather that is cold or yucky outside. Um, So highly recommend a sick bucket. For your animals and garden, um, whenever you go to buy a bag of feed, go ahead and buy an extra one. Um, Think through what you want to do to have water that's heated and won't freeze. Um, Things that you need to do to begin to winterize Um, your pens or the areas where your animals live um, are there specific things that are going to need to be purchased to help that happen could you go ahead and purchase the things that you need for winterizing now so that when it comes time to do it and you have a free spot it's everything's there you can get started right away Um, and also think about buying seeds all year long Um, the year we moved into our house last March um, I decided that even though I was going to give the, the land a year to let me get to know it and see what might be planted here and there and everywhere in the beds around the house and the different trees and see what they flowered and what kind they were and all that kind of thing. Um, in that year, every month, I chose a category like beans and peas or um, melons or tomatoes or something like that and I would go through the heirloom seed catalog and I would pick four or five different ones that I liked and wanted to grow and I would order those seeds so every month I was ordering a few seeds at a time here and there 
And the advantage over doing this, particularly with Baker's Creek Seeds, who I will link in the show notes, um, was that every time you place an order, they send you a free pack of seeds. So, one, I wasn't having to pay a large amount right up front. And two, I got several more packs of free seeds because each month I was getting another free pack. Um, And that really added up so that when it came time to plant in March of this year and everyone decided that they needed to hurry and go plant a garden because of the pandemic, I already had all of my seeds. So I really encourage you to think about buying seeds all year long. I kept them in, um, in a Ziploc bag in my freezer to keep them dry and um, keep them from going bad and that really was a big blessing when it came time to plant in the spring so think about ordering seeds online and I'll talk next week in that episode about um, why I choose heirloom seeds and where I get them from and things like that but for now I will link um, to Baker's Creek who is Uh, The one that I buy most of my seeds from, they're the ones I go to first. Um, And then I want to talk just a little bit about the Every Every Bit Counts Challenge. This challenge is on Instagram and it's hosted by Three Rivers Homestead. Um, Jessica is a mom of, I believe, I'm going to get it wrong. I believe she now has seven children. Um, Her youngest baby, Benjamin, was born on my birthday um, a little over a month ago. And um, they homestead and homeschool their kids. And she's just been an inspiration to me with using what you have at home and working through that. I did a pantry challenge with her back in January that was just super, super helpful. And um, now she's doing an Every Bit Counts challenge for the month of August. And the point of that challenge is to, every day in the month of August, make a point to stock something away for the fall and winter months. And so every day I am doing something to help me prepare for those months. Um, Today I chopped up okra. That I had picked from the garden and added it to my bag in the freezer and um, I also I did one other thing and now it's leaving my mind what it was I dried some some more chamomile and some calendula flowers so that I can make tea um, this winter I drink lots and lots and lots of tea in the winter so this year I've been trying to grow more of my own herbs and flowers um, to make that tea with so my challenge to you is what can you stock up on how are you going to do it can you make a plan now and be more purposeful about stocking up for the fall and winter by starting now in the summer of plenty Thanks for stopping by, y'all. If you're inspired by what you've heard today, the best compliment you can give me 
It's to share the Funky Farm Girl with your friends. You can stay connected by following the Funky Farm Girl on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Until we meet again next week, remember to bloom where you're planted. 